0: This is the Marketing Natives, providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your business. And now, your hosts, Christian and Aaron. Hola and welcome. We are excited today because we have a special guest. But before we begin, I want to say thank you for listening to our show. Uh, We really do appreciate that. Today we have Tanya Walker with The Walker Group. Uh, the walker group are a, a devoted to servicing the needs of real estate buyers and sellers throughout north dallas uh tanya is a race car collector entrepreneur a business owner wife and mother of three welcome to our show
1: good morning thank you i appreciate it
0: thank
2: you awesome and we've added something as of recently and by recently I mean we recorded two episodes this time but for those who are listening maybe a month or so later we recorded Larry's and we added this special section so this is a this is a really good way to kind of like icebreaker and also for you guys to get to know Tanya a little bit more and uh, this is kind of like a a blast from the past and we're going to use Christian to kind of show you Tanya a picture and uh, this is also on video too so we'll let you guys see that as well but um, we just wanted to get some questions answered about a particular particular picture, and so Christian's going to pull it up for you real quick, so it's a little blast from the past picture. So can you let us know about uh, who this is and and what this is?
3: Oh, my.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, that's Ice Cube, or not Ice Cube, Vanilla Uh, (laughs) He was in concert over in uh, Frisco, and actually, he is a uh, cousin of a client of mine.
2: Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. So you guys went to the concert, mm-hmm. hung out there, and then obviously met Vanilla. I was super like,
1: super nice guy, super nice guy.
2: Huh. Yeah. Dang, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Does he still perform? He like? does. Wow. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say this wasn't necessarily a blast from the past, from like you know, ten years yeah. ago. This was like, no, probably three or four or five years ago or something.
1: Um, I think it was like four years ago. Like I said, there was a place. There was a little place in Frisco that used to do. Um, this Bands that would come back, and then some what do they call it? Uh, bands that are not bands anymore, but they pretend mm, to be you right, know, yeah, like, like <laughs> Journey or whatever, yeah, you know they're they're like like cover <laughs> bands, I guess that's what it's called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until I don't go to concerts very often, but anyway, it was very cool to meet him. Awesome, very cool to meet
2: him. yeah. I saw that, uh, I saw that picture, and I was like, Oh, we should definitely ask her about <laughs> this. <laughs> I
1: totally watched it. And I'm like, I hey, somebody. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, and that's, that's like I said, this was just an icebreaker, and I wasn't trying to be punny or funny at all. So, that's uh, that's, we won't be able to use that again. So, all right, so but for real, uh, tell us a little bit about the Walker Group.
1: Well, I'm uh, with Caldwell Banker Apex here in Allen. I have been with Caldwell Banker uh, since I was got my license in 2012. Um, chose Caldwell Banker because they are worldwide. Um, They're not just local. They're not just international or, you know, regional or whatever. Uh, They are truly worldwide. And and because I've moved around and because we've traveled around the globe, I was really impressed with the fact that their homes that they put on sale in any state, it truly does go worldwide. Hmm. So I was pretty impressed with that. And I wanted to be able to provide that to my clients.
2: Awesome. So, how did you get started in real estate then?
1: Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay, so my background is uh, I was in the legal field for 17 years as a legal assistant paralegal. Um, Love, love, loved it. I still miss it. Um, It was very rewarding and I worked with some amazing law firms and amazing lawyers. uh, Very brilliant minds. And um, we were moving here through uh, one of our uh, many moves. And uh, after sitting in a car 15 hours every day by myself, looking for properties, some epiphany, if you will, i like, it's got to be better than this. Hmm. And uh, because the other moves were pretty systematic, we had kids, so everybody said, you got to move here, you got to move there to make sure that we were within a, a good sell area. And, um, but anyway, it was kind of just this epiphany. And I called my husband and I said, I think I need, I'm changing careers. So, I how did we'll, he
2: respond to that?
1: Really? <laughs> 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 so, but I have to tell you, he was so supportive. So supportive. I hadn't had the mindset of that I was going to do real estate or anything like that. But I just, uh, obviously, with my background, uh, I'm very into contracts. You know, know, and understanding uh, the importance of a legal document.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and just that people deserve a better service. You know, not just uh, to be let. And I literally was left on the front lawn at a property in Plano. What? Yeah. They showed me one house, and I said, okay, so where are we going next? And the, the agent says, oh, I, I don't have any more today to show you. And I'm like, oh, I thought I gave you a, I mean, there was a list, you know. Anyway, my girlfriend and I were standing on the front lawn, watched her drive off, and we both looked at each other like, this really just happened. Wow. And uh, so at that point, that's when I started looking for myself.
3: Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: That is that is ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, this person wants to buy a home. I'm like, this is a client of mine, and mm-hmm. I'm just going to, oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> Whatever. Just we'll see you tomorrow or we'll see you another day. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you didn't keep uh you didn't continue to hire that person. Oh, no. <laughs> oh no. No, no, no. Uh, no. well.
1: No. So it just you know, that's how it come about is just making sure that we take care of people. And that's the biggest thing with our with our group, uh, is our people, our clients. And it's not I mean our clients are our everything, but it's also our vendors it's also the people that we work with I mean, you got to take care of people and if you got the right people in your on your team because it's not just who's in my office as our team i think that it's the people that we surround ourselves as our team mm-hmm. because they help whether it's a contractor whether it's a lawn guy whether it's you know whatever whomever it may be insurance if you find the right group and people that that i trust if i would trust them for my own then then i'm, I'm okay with Learning more about them and then helping other clients, uh, so I think it's a it's a big team mm-hmm. effort, um, and and making sure that I take care of all of them. Yeah,
2: and well, jumping into real estate's, mm-hmm. I mean that's a, a big jump, especially like you said. Luckily, your husband was very supportive because sometimes that's and actually a lot of times I don't feel like that's the case with mm-hmm. a lot of people who are like, hey, look, this this job brings in money. This one's kind of an mm-hmm. unknown. So jumping in and starting your own business have you always wanted to like start your own business or was this kind of like, no, I like security. Okay.
1: (laughs) I like very systematic, secure, organized, you know? So this was huge for me. I I had no idea really what I was getting myself into. uh, And there's really not anybody um, that tells you when you start getting into it there. And when you talk to people about how do I go about getting, finding someone to mentor me and that word, was it, it was a deer in the headlights people don't right. understand what a mentor or they didn't seem uh to me at the time to understand what a mentor was and i struggled and um i don't know how people do this business because i run it as a business i don't know how they do this and not have one the the means to get into it or the support because I would have been eating ramen noodle soups if it wasn't for the fact that my husband and I planned and he supported and it was great You know, <clears throat> if it wasn't for him and my kids mom you got this you can do this mm-hmm. you know because there's a few times I'm like I gave up a really good career you know um, it, it, it was tough it was tough and I support anybody that wants to get into doing their own business because it is hard, you know, to, to make that vision into a reality and then to make it profitable.
2: Right. I was going to say that's the one thing, like taking the leap's one thing, and then to be able to sustain it. And it's, you've been doing it now for seven years? Is it seven mm-hmm. years? Closer? Right or at seven you, years. Getting close to it. Yeah. So.
1: And in between there, I mean, it was quite a few hurdles. I ended up with a dissection of the carotid artery. Oh, what? Uh, yeah, I was really sick there for a while. And uh, it actually, the artery split and uh, yeah it's kind of crazy That's yeah, scary. yeah. yeah for those who, those who so are watching <laughs> they
2: can see our faces for those who can't <laughs> you can guess on our faces uh this is not uh, how does how did that happen it's
1: crazy headaches anyway i won't go through all of it but you know just like in, in anybody else's life you have trials or you know things happen with I mean, life mm-hmm. um when you own your own business you don't have that luxury of calling in sick.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that was really tough not to have anybody that, and I had a platform of clients that I was working with, and, and I am um, a very private person when it comes to certain things, that, you know, and uh, I, it, I couldn't get over the headaches. They just weren't going away. And um, anyway, long story short, my admin at the time, she done a quick class and got her license. Like she went through the quick course, whatever, just to get licensed so that she could help me.
0: Wow, that's dedication right there. Right. That's really cool. Um, so you've been doing this for a while now. Um, what do you think it's some of the things that you enjoy most about what you do
1: right now? Um, meeting people and, and, and meeting people meeting their family that they refer me to or their friends that they refer me to um, or being invited to their home to have a cup of tea Hmm. or to call me and and have me to go out to dinner with them. Like this is after the fact Mm -hmm. fact or that's cool. During and after. Um, I think that's, uh, to me, it's a huge, huge high honor uh, to be remembered. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just to, to get the hugs whether it's from the kids, you know, saying thank you for their new bedroom, mm-hmm. you know, or just helping them get through um, the process, you know, and, and bringing some comfort to them.
2: Dang. That's, yeah, I was going to say, and what you are doing is, I mean, it's the biggest investment, most, or biggest purchase rather, that most people make. So that's yeah. huge for you, them. Like yeah. I said, somebody's switching from an apartment, and they're like, yes, this lady helped us get a bedroom, which is. Mm-hmm and very impactful time for people's lives Mm -hmm. as far as being an entrepreneur like you you mentioned earlier you know you didn't necessarily you kind of uh you forced yourself outside of that you were happy you were comfortable in one spot so if you couldn't be if you couldn't go back to be a paralegal i'm gonna frame this to where you you have to answer a certain way or a different way if you couldn't go back to being a paralegal and you couldn't be an entrepreneur what would you be what would you want to do
1: oh good question so many things that you want to do um i'd probably work on either planting plants because <laughs> i like to work in the yard um or working on cars and i know that kind of a broad like spectrums
2: yeah that's but, completely different yeah. spectrums there
1: but we enjoy yeah we enjoy i i enjoy being in the yard no no there's no way to that uh, but we enjoy garage time <laughs> so I think, cl- I think
0: the the very first time that uh aaron talked about you uh, he was like oh she's such a cool lady um and she collects uh, race cars and i'm like what that was like such a, a weird thing like i've never heard of anyone collecting race cars um but that was like one of the biggest things that i think Impacted like Aaron whenever he met <laughs> you the first time. He's like, yeah, she's just a really cool lady, and she like does something with race cars, collects them. Um, can you tell us more about that, or how did that start? Um, um
1: well, we we col- they we don't technically collect them; mm-hmm. we race them. Okay. Uh, my husband and our middle son actually build them. Oh wow. Um, they I mean, they are amazing to watch. If you ever want to watch people, just do things that you just go wow (laughs) that's something that a big production company would do Hmm. uh but they they have built like they have uh we have a lathe which is uh, a machine that can actually cut uh metals and so they will build pieces and parts and you know and my husband is a uh engineer Uh, so he is very you know down to the mellow minute Mm -hmm. you know where i'm the one that hammers something up on the (laughs) wall and don't worry about measuring it he's like (laughs) I'm like okay, just hammer right up there. Right. Um, But uh, my husband, I grew up with motorcycles. I was my dad's shadow and whatever. Um, So I've raced and rode motorcycles my whole life, and uh, and I have this real problem with speed.
2: (laughs) Um, DFW is a bad place to be for. uh, for Uh,
1: I well, hence why I drive a mama mama mobile now (laughs) because I don't want to get in trouble. Um, But we took it to the tracks. You know, we've had drag bikes, motorcycles. We've both had street bikes. We've had, but now our kids have never had motorcycles. Really? Uh, We've we've, uh, given them the opportunity to learn. And watching them, we said, no, you don't have it. Mm
0: -hmm. Because
1: either you have it or you don't. It's not something that you, you can take classes and courses and Mm -hmm. all of that, but either you have it or you don't a motorcycle is a complete, it's a machine. Mm -hmm. And you got to learn, you got to know there's just so much more to it. Uh, So anyway, we took it to the tracks. And so we've been, we drag raced uh, motorcycles all over the country, Florida, Kansas, um, Atlanta. I mean, we were all over the place. Some little bitty podunk little areas Mm -hmm. (laughs) that didn't have a turnaround. (laughs) So, Anyway, we he decided that, uh, and his whole dream was always to have a, have drag cars. Mm-hmm. And so we got rid of all the motorcycles in the last couple of years, and now we've got two race cars.
0: Interesting. Has yeah. that ever been a um, – always a hobby, not necessarily like, a, hey, let's make a business out of this?
1: Or no, it's a hobby. It's a hobby. Yeah, there's not a – I mean, it would be great a few years ago if we could have turned it into something more business-wise. But mm-hmm. – um, and you could, I guess, but it's just not. It's more of a hobby. We yeah. just enjoy, you know, doing it. To, that's the relaxation for, guess, yeah, for my yeah. husband yeah. and my son. Right. At
2: that point, it probably turns into like, now this seems like work. I don't enjoy it <laughs> yeah. as much versus mm-hmm. like.
1: Well, it's a little different out here. It's 100 degrees. Yes. So if, <laughs> it's going to be 100 if if degrees. I don't know. It's 91 right now and it's, it's so barely if noon. If it's 90 here, it's even more so on the track. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it usually, uh, and here in, in the Texas Dallas area, if you will, we don't start racing until 6 PM. Oh, and then we'll go until one, two o'clock in the morning because wow. it's the heat. Index so hot is just too much.
2: Well, even at six o'clock, it's still pretty dang warm. I know. Warm. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Dang. So you, you said you, uh, you kind of did some quotes over here of the, the mama mobile. Like what did you used to drive or what would you be driving if you, if, there's nobody else on the road, and you it was just you driving, you know. You're very good. Like v. A, what? a Cadillac V, okay, TSV, yeah. Uh, I know like it very got, well.
1: Um, the um Corvette uh Z06, uh, Mustang GT. That's what my kids grew up in. So
2: that's what you're trying, dropping them off at the school, like, hey, <laughs> that's, what,
1: that's what they grew up in, and then all of a sudden, you know, I changed careers, and now I've tried a, a crossover. <laughs> so, uh,
2: well, that's true. Though you put on a lot of miles with real mm-hmm. estate, just taking people to the locations and stuff. So do. you don't want to put on.
1: Make them feel safe and more importantly, comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got to make sure that every person can get into the car you know and I don't have a right flip a up the seat com- and yeah it's got to be comfortable for them <laughs> butterfly doors coming right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see that's very comfortable we definitely <laughs> I know it's comfortable for me yeah no I, I get you there fast <laughs> <laughs> yes
2: don't worry we're gonna see all these listings within probably about two or three hours how is that possible don't worry just jump <laughs> in don't worry. No, I've driven or I've rode with you and I felt very safe, but we only did go about a mile <laughs> and a half. We went a mile and a half, may, no, maybe a mile. It was just like from your office to a shoot from, so now that I know this, I didn't know that about you before. Mm-hmm. So I'll be, I'm safe. Oh yeah. And I always put on my seatbelt. So I feel like, you know, I'm not, I'm a, safe. I'm
1: not aggr- an aggressive driver, oh, okay. just a, a defensive driver, you know, where you're watching other people and mm-hmm. that's how we raise our boys, you know to Always watch your mirrors, always watch, you know. So it's just right. paying attention and, and, not, and being that's present. Whether you're driving in life, whatever.
2: Yeah, know? that's very true. You just have a, more of a lead foot with it. I've t- <laughs> well,
1: never gotten a ticket. What? Mm-mm.
2: All right, well, knock on. This is not real wood. I don't know what this is, <laughs> yeah. but knock on something. Mm-mm. Wow. Never had. To.
0: I don't know. You've but been pulled over. It's just, no. right? What? It's like the complete opposite mm-hmm. spectrum right here. Yeah. Aaron gets tickets.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't. Hey, knock on wood, I haven't had one for like seven or eight months, okay? I don't know Man.
1: how or, you know. That's impressive. Yeah, the only time that I've ever had a ticket was when we moved here. As a matter of fact, I didn't, ha- changed, I didn't realize I had to have a sticker in my window.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm real finicky about things being on my car. Mm. Yeah. And in other states, they're on the back of the license plate. Yeah, right. And I don't like them on the window because I think it's a the view, and it just doesn't look pretty.
2: <laughs> That's <laughs> so the real thing. It just doesn't look good. <laughs> so they
1: pulled, they did ask, you know, so they kind of got on to me then, and when I explained it to them, they laughed at me and says, well, you have to have it. So I had to go get my And I didn't have to pay anything i just had to go get my little
2: window sticker uh, <laughs> dang all right so guys we'll have her back on the episode if she if so maybe 10 or 20 years from now if she ever gets a ticket we're gonna have her come back on so we can <laughs> we can talk about that experience um as far as tw- 2019 we're we're about halfway through 2019 and and you can answer this question for the first part of 2020 what is what is the rest of 2019 the early part of 2020 uh what does that look like for the walker group what do you, what do you guys envision
1: Good question. Um, I'm I'm looking Mm -hmm. to grow. I would love to expand um, with a couple more people on our team, Um, but they got to be the right people,
2: like agents or. or, Okay.
1: Yeah, I would love to have a couple of agents on our team um, that want to be on our team. Yeah. No, I'm not looking just for warm bodies, Mm -hmm. but somebody that truly wants to be a part of what we believe in. And that's the client.
2: Very good. Yeah, definitely in this market, I think it's hard to find. It's not hard to find. It's just, yeah, it is harder. It's harder to find the right people and the right people to stick around because most places are hiring or most places are doing this. So like to find the right people. I mean, I know that we had the same issue of like, okay, how many people do we have to interview to be able to really hire one person? Mm -hmm. And then are they the right person? Right,
1: Mm -hmm. right just got to be the right fit and somebody that wants to work that's what i you know my the admin that i am so blessed to have with on our team she's been with me for over three years
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know and uh and she she understands why i do what i do and how we do it and why it's so important uh which is a godsend for, mm-hmm. for her to understand that and and when you're interviewing people or just having that conversation with people um, and whether it's in real estate or in other facets of professions, um, you kind of get the sense that it's a me conversation. It's mm-hmm. about what's in it for me.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And and that's just not how I roll. And yeah. I, I don't, I that really is a turnoff to me. When I'm when I'm me <laughs> when I'm discussing uh, the opportunity to to bring somebody on board
2: yeah, so shout out to cat we interact with cat a lot <laughs> she's <laughs> amazing um, so there you go cat that was your one shout out for the show <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I want to ask this um what do you think it's something that you've either I mean you've failed at um and how did you like learn from it could be business could be life could be anything
1: mm. Well, i don't know if i would call it failures i call it you know oops I like that. you know or just the <laughs> fact that they're their lessons mm-hmm. um, i mean fell as a parent sometimes you know or you think you do and then all of a sudden you go oh my gosh who are you <laughs> you know um but as far as business goes i think one thing that I had a hard time with in, in this business was staying in my lane. Uh, so when you get in, you've got all these voices talking to you. of You need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do this. Well, I'm very naive, so I don't know what all this is, but okay, they said I got to do it. Mm-hmm. And I have spent thousands of dollars listening to everybody else, and it didn't generate opportunity or just provide the right platform Um, and then just being bullied by people in um, whether it be another agent or someone looking for a quote-unquote discount Mm -hmm. Um, I had a hard time with that because I want to give my I'll I'll give the kitchen sink away if I think that it's going to help you Mm -hmm. Um, and I had to learn that I was being taken advantage of quite a bit
0: Seems like a very cutthroat industry um, to be in. Um, I mean, we've and you talked about mentorship uh, mm-hmm. earlier in the show um, and how difficult it was to, to get that going. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say we've had the same struggles, but um, it, it is something that's important to us as well. Mm-hmm. Is you know being educated on yeah. you know those things and how to actually do them properly, mm-hmm. um, which we I mean we've had some sort of mentorship, but at the same time. We've had to go through, you know, mm-hmm. different things and learn and trial and error right. uh, and figure out what's actually mm-hmm. going to work, what's going to move the needle uh, compared to other things. Mm-hmm. So.
1: And I think everybody has to in, ev- mm-hmm. in every profession. Um, I think that, and this is my own personal opinion, but I think and I sense and I've learned in this realm of profession, I don't know that a lot of people look at it as a profession.
2: What do you think? What do, what do you that think? That
1: it's just quick. It's just, we, we don't have a, um, whether it's the professionals themselves or the the perception of others looking at a real estate agent as somebody just uh, there for us to do a document or open up a door.
2: Really? Uh, well.
1: Which I was a little offensive, you know. Yeah. When I first got it, you know, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? There's a, Because there's a lot to it. You know, I'm putting my neck on the line every time that I help somebody. Whether I am opening up a door, but it's it. You know, the co- a contract and all the documents thereafter, it's a legal binding document. Mm-hmm. It's not just something simplistic to me. Right. Um, and you got to really pay attention to it. And then just making sure that you're you're protecting your client in all facets, um, but in in covering and carrying yourself as a professional
2: that's i guess i've never i haven't looked at it that way just because when Mm -hmm. i've gotten to the age of even looking at real estate i've already you know talked to people or seen people that were um i guess a good role model and then Mm -hmm. just learning a lot from just talking with you about the way that this is supposed to be done and i don't i don't know that's a Mm -hmm. it's good to hear or it's good to, I guess, see a reality check that, you know, that's the way that some people look at it. But um, at least you've done a good job, at least, of educating me Mm -hmm. of, like, how – I mean, that's – it's a rough position, I guess, to be in, like you said, Mm -hmm. um, and putting yourself out on the line and showing people's homes and all the hours, and you have to – a showing after this episode. So if anything, it's, I mean, more than a job. That's like a, I mean, it's literally a a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You have to really love it to be able to stay in something Mm -hmm. like this versus, Hey, I'm going to do one real estate deal a year. And you know, I'm just going to sell one home. That's not, I mean, that's probably the people that I would consider like, okay, you have your license, but you're not really doing anything like
1: that's, there's some amazing agents out there. So I don't want to make sure I make that clear. There are some amazing agents whether they're new, whether they're veterans I mean there's some people that are in the community that are that are in the state that are you know and that's one thing that I did when I was struggling is I kind of just started researching people
3: mm-hmm.
1: and it's like okay everybody can't just be yeah not
2: everybody's the best right know?
1: so I just started researching and, and I really put on the, the hat of what I would do when I was in a law firm. So, how did I put together a team when I was getting ready for a big project? Or how did the attorneys have me do that? You know, so sort of different things. So, I actually started developing my company as I would a law firm. Interesting. Yeah, uh, and then I started researching other agents and, and really paying attention to how professional they were or weren't. Just again, like I said, it's not just this not just real estate, it's in every profession. Mm -hmm. good, bad, not everybody graduated at the top of their class.
2: Right. Well, and I think that structure, like, helped you to create a successful agency just because, like, having that structure, like, the people that you're talking about, I guess, who are good, they figure out a way that there is a structure, there is a way that they Mm -hmm. do things that are consistent for their clients, and that's what, you know, being the experience that you had allowed you to, you know, set forth to be successful from the beginning because there were certain systems in place to certain mm-hmm. consistencies. And I feel like the people who don't put those in place, those are the, the ones that are going back and forth. And you, you know, you may have a great experience over here and then three other customers are like, no, this was the worst person ever. Right. Um, so maybe the paralegal was just a prep before you headed, before
0: you got into this.
1: Maybe so, mm-hmm. maybe
0: so. And that's what, this question right here that we have, um, to what do you attribute your success? Um, do you think, your background helped with that or is there something else that you think
1: um the number one yeah is the lord cause I'm I don't do any of this by myself whether it's my husband whether it's my kids you know cause sometimes I i honestly go how am I doing what I'm doing
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know and, and I read and I study and I go to schools and I'm constantly educating but the amount of hours that I pull even just understanding what to do on certain situations, but just in general, I couldn't, I couldn't do any of this. I wouldn't be doing any of this if there wasn't a plan.
2: Yep. Heck yeah. And that's the best part is like you don't necessarily know the plan. You're just kind of following. I just and do. And that's yeah. why
1: I said stay in your lane. That's that's my biggest thing when I talk to, to well anybody, but just especially uh, agents, you know, stay in your lane. If, if this is what you're supposed to be doing, it'll work out. Yeah. And I always tell Catherine, you know, because, you know, the market changes, life changes, things happen, roll with it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it'll, it'll work out the way it's supposed to, as long as we're doing what's right by the, for the right reasons, not for self, but for the right reasons and putting our clients number one, you know, then it'll work out. And it has, and yep. we have, we have double and tripled every year.
2: Awesome. I did not know that, but that's mm -hmm. very cool. And I I mean, I think that's, uh, that's true with almost anything. Most people are like, or would answer and say the exact same if they, if they believe that. But Mm -hmm. I think when people start running into a problem, it's when they say like, oh, it's, we're going to do the right thing 98% of the time or 95% Mm -hmm. of the time, instead of like, no, literally every decision you make, it's not that hard to choose the right option. It's not. So
1: the hardest thing for me is to make sure that I am choosing the right, you know, not for, for that I'm not choosing the right option because it's never it's making sure am i doing everything i can hmm. you know that's when i lose sleep
2: all right so for this section this is uh, this is something that i i get the most out of because um uh, it's very interesting and probably something that we spend the most money on but we're gonna kind of shift gears to something that's more uh, uh, not what is the right word not uh i'm thinking of like tools or innovation what is a I don't know. No idea. Oh, I can't, <laughs> can't think of the word. We we'll, we'll figure it out later. Anyway, so the question is: What purchase of a hundred dollars or less has most positively impacted your life in the last six months or recent memory?
1: Hundred dollars.
2: Hundred dollars or less.
1: Or less. Hmm. Oh, I'm ready for that one. <laughs> is there anything that I can buy for a hundred dollars? <laughs> yeah, it's like you can almost get a full <laughs> tank of gas. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, hmm. Impacted my life or people around me?
2: It, it could be anything. So anything that you've purchased.
1: Well, my Starbucks impacts my life quite well. <laughs> <laughs> Daily. Starbucks, please let us know whenever
2: you make some ad royalties off of this. Right. Thank you.
1: Um. That's a really good question. I, I'm I am stumped on this because I'm sure that, and I'm pretty frugal, um,
2: right? So you probably had like yeah. twenty purchases of thirty dollars <laughs> or something. I
1: know.
2: I know. Well, we can think about that and yeah, come back. I can
1: think about that.
2: All right. So this is another good one. Is another good one, oh, but boy. you may be able to. This gives you a little longer uh, time span to okay. answer this question. All right. In the last five years, what's a belief, behavior, or habit that has most improved your life?
1: Mm.
2: You get five years to go back for this one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, My faith is stronger, and making sure I take the time for for studying, um, reading, and uh, paying attention to my family. You know those are those are huge. Um, just because you get so wound up with work, mm-hmm. um, and I was a, always a good mom when they were younger, but now that they're older, everybody kind of goes their own their separate way, and you kind of forget that you're mom. Right. Um, so
2: you're an empty nester at this point. Oh,
1: very much so, and it's so nice. Right. <laughs> <But> <laughs> she loves you guys. <laughs> <is> No, I love our family, you know, but just, you know, as far as, um, for me is spending that time studying the word mm-hmm. in the mornings, um, that's made a huge impact in my life. It keeps me grounded. Um, it helps me be fresh and, and, and know that whatever comes our way that day, it's, it's good.
0: Um, have you I mean, we were speaking earlier, and, I mean, you do work a lot of hours, and there's a lot of work. Um, how do you manage all these aspects of your life? I mean, you love gardening, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just talking about that earlier. Um, oh. How do you make time for the important things, for the things that are important um, for you in, in your life? Mm. Do you have any tips, tricks, or anything like that, or is it just no. kind of?
1: just having a really good husband and just very supportive, you know? Yeah is kind of funny uh, we, we enjoy each other's conversation and, he, and he's a professional and he travels and he works you know so we both work a lot but when we're together um, it, it's kind of funny we, we vent talk and then we're just there so it's just <laughs> nice to be <laughs> you know um but he's just he's super chill um so if i need to go put something in a You know, like I've got a tree or a plant or something I need to go repot. I just go run out and repot it, and then I'm back out the door. Mm -hmm. And I was like, um, so there's not like a whole lot of hours that I have or days off that I necessarily have. But if I can have a couple hours, whether he and I run to the movies on a Saturday evening, that's kind of cool and bonus for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, if I can spend a little bit of time with my boys, you know, come over for Mm -hmm. dinner. don't cook as much as i used to (laughs) but i do ever so often um or if we just grab something and we're just together right that's kind of where we're really excited just to i want to hear about their days and their lives and what they've got going on which is
2: so you mentioned that time of like you know the conversation back and forth and then you're just chilling which made me think of like netflix um do you guys (laughs) have netflix we do have netflix okay so what are what's something that you guys are like currently binging right now
1: Sneaky Pete.
2: Sneaky Pete. Pete? Yeah, I've heard of it, it? but I haven't haven't seen it. What is Sneaky Pete? Season
1: three. Wow. Season three just come out. What is Sneaky Pete? You have to watch it. (laughs) You You can't tell me any plot. He's a um, kind of a card shark. I don't even know what you want to call him, but he's just very manipulative kind of guy. That all of a sudden uh, he was um, in jail some time ago with this guy that told him all about his family in connecticut or wherever it was and and uh, so he found out that there's money so he was going after the money Mm -hmm. but ends up seemingly fell in love with the family and so they've he's helped them out of quite a few jams Uh. in the midst of trying to get this money
0: is it set back in a nope. certain time period? Mm-mm. No, it's like,
1: okay, I don't No, but there's all kinds of crazy twists and turns. And yeah.
0: Is it like
2: a Netflix original, or was this on TV somewhere, and then Netflix just kind of picked it up?
1: You're asking me questions. I'm okay.
2: <laughs> I well, no well d- I need these probing questions to be to, able to see. Now I would like, have
1: to text one of my sons, because <laughs> i go, how what is this? Uh, yeah. And how do so I turn this on? Yeah. so I go to <laughs> Netflix and I watch Sneaky P. That's all I know. That's, that's what I do. I can get it on my phone if we're traveling or whatever, but uh, yeah, I don't, uh, or billions. We've watched that.
2: I've heard that's really good. I've actually been, that's been on top mm-hmm. of my list for,
1: but okay. our, our binges are not like everybody else's. You know, everybody else can get, you know, like hours and days to watch this mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah we no. We may watch one, and then three weeks later we'll watch another, you know, or something mm-hmm. like that. We'll uh, watch a recap everything right. about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: that's what happened that last <laughs> it's time. It's
1: like a new season every time we watch it. <laughs> yeah. you know, so. This is great.
2: Plus, the show, if it has like four seasons, you're like, this is the great right. for the next <laughs> couple of years. <laughs> right. well, we're going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, As far as the the business rather uh or jumping back to the business what is something that you wish you would have known before you jumped into real estate um made that leap of faith What what is something you were like oh i should have done this um i know you said that you should have stayed in your lane but was there anything mm-hmm. else that you were like okay if i would have just known that hey if i just showed these types of houses or just work with these mm-hmm. kind of people or anything was there anything that you wish you would have known before you jumped into that
1: mm-hmm. I wish that I knew that I wasn't going to make any money. <laughs> <laughs> so, literally, yeah. I interviewed with the, the manager. <laughs> and I said, okay, so I understand that part of it's, you know, commission. So what is the salary? And he goes, uh, there's not any salary. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> so that tells you how naive I was. That Na- like I zero no dollars. About about zero or, dollars. Yeah. Nothing. Um, so I kind of wish I had, you know, was a... Even though I was top in the class and all of that, I still somewhere missed the fact that I wasn't gonna make any money. Um,
2: they kind of they probably they, didn't really talk they, about that too they much. Like right uh, through that, I was yeah.
1: more into all of the logistics about everything. Um, I don't know that I would change a whole lot because I think that's what got me where mm-hmm. I am. You know, when I first started out, I mean, I really didn't. I, we're not from here.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't have a sphere here um I, I didn't come you know my kids aren't in school so I don't have that networking. no connections that way right? I, I have no friends <laughs> I had nobody you know and it was kind of like oh this is how this yeah and everybody else you know has a schools or they they're just their sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was probably a, one of the really tough ones is figuring out how to make that but I think that I don't know that I would change a ton because if, to me, if I'd have got into it too quick, I don't know that I would have appreciated it as much as I do now.
2: Hmm. That's a good point. And you can't really necessarily do anything about not being from the area. Like that's right. not you a,
1: can't, I mean, it's just, it's just I life. wish I would
2: have known that I had to move to a new right. area sooner. Right. <laughs> like,
1: you know, but just learning how to deal with that, you know, and, and, and again, watching people and like, how do you do how are you doing this you know kind of thing but um probably taking a having a little bit more courage or a little bit more confidence and in, in that i could go out and do things because i did i did kind of lag that first year mm. because i was a little nervous because everything to me was very um, again legal minded mm-hmm. and it needed to be ducks in a row everything had to be precise before I would even go out and talk to anybody right and everybody's like okay you got to get out there and I'm like but I don't want to get out there right because I'm not ready wait and your you know? paperwork was like right. pristine oh. but <laughs> the <My> people office <laughs> was the most organized office <laughs> ever like, you know come over to my office
2: you should pick somebody based off the office come over right, and check it right. out
1: I had binders and everything was all you know but uh, Perfect. I didn't have any clients. Right. <laughs> like, oh, then I do have to mess
2: with, you know, real people, messy people. So it's right. like their life could be, you know, the more they're at kind of.
1: When I was fine with all of that, I just wanted to make sure I had the right answers. Uh, okay. That was where my hesitation was. I, I didn't mind meeting people and I didn't mind getting out there and getting my hands dirty or anything else that I need to do. It was if somebody come at me with a question, you know I didn't want to go,
2: uh. Let me get back to you. Right.
1: And that was always what they said to get back. And I'm going, well, how many times do I got to tell them I got to get back to them? You know, because I didn't know anything.
2: Just send me your list of questions prior to <laughs> us meeting and I will, uh, I'll make sure to have them written out to you.
3: Exactly.
2: All right. So we're going to come back to this question. Wow. Your $100 question. Well, it's not a $100 question. It could be. I mean, it's worth, we could give points in this, in this Mm -hmm. podcast episode. You're at about 900 right now. This will hit Mm -hmm. you over at a thousand if you answer the question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but okay. So a hundred dollar purchase or less that's most positively impacted your life in the last six months. And just to give you some cues or like some things that other people have said, one guy actually told us that he bought something for his kid that saved him on potty training. So that was very impactful. Yeah. Um, another person has said something like a book, uh, a book that we give it. Um, and one other person was, uh, they're debt free now. So they did like a a Dave Ramsey course and did that. So it really can, huh tennis shoes tennis shoes yeah so it really could be anything you're just like wow this just makes my life better and i'm glad that i bought it Hmm.
1: still waiting (laughs) 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 for one i don't go shopping a whole lot um but um i don't know usually if anything i buy anything it's for the kids or somebody else um, I guess I would have to say probably my last shopping spree and my most inexpensive was my son and I went down to Dallas and we spent a few hours together and uh, it cost us minimal to get on a train <laughs> and we went to the art museum, which was zero.
2: The which art museum? The
1: Dallas awesome. art museum. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It was awesome. And so yeah, that was under
2: definitely under a hundred, way, way <laughs> under yeah. A hundred <laughs> bucks.
1: Yeah. And that was so impactful. And Super
2: impactful. And does your um, your son lives in the area? Then mm-hmm. okay, yeah, do all three of them? We, live?
1: No, I've got two sons that live here. Okay, uh, but just again, spending that time together, uh, he and I haven't hadn't got to do that in years. I mean, we see each other for dinner, mm-hmm.
2: and everybody, cool. everybody else is everybody.
0: around,
1: you know. So that was a that was a bonus. That's cool. Mm-hmm.
2: I think Fair. that has
0: not been the most economical purchase yeah, <laughs> that, that we've heard like, on the podcast. Yep. Yeah. No, that's great. That's no. awesome. Yeah.
2: All right. Thank you guys uh, for listening. And Tanya, how, what's the best way? How can our audience find out more about you?
1: Um, we have a website, uh, tanya.walkerdfw.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook. And usually that's fe- much easier to get a hold of us because you can uh, message us. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can always call or text or email, whatever's the most convenient. And again, it's tanya.walkerdfw.com.
2: Awesome, and we'll have the in the show notes. We'll also have her uh, her social media, her website. Um, We'll give you her text or her uh, yeah her web her phone number on there. So just make sure you text her two, three, four a.m. She would love that. <laughs> just kidding. Actually, I
1: ha- I have. Okay, well, well we can edit this part also. out, Tanya. Don't don't put yourself <laughs> don't out do there. There's it gonna all be the some super- <laughs>
2: Uh, But if this is your first time listening, thank you. We really appreciate it. This is a special episode. Most of the time we're doing uh, topical tips on what to do with social media or marketing. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on anything that's timely. And you can stay ahead of the competition. Uh, We do want to give a special shout out to Tanya with the Walker Group and coming on here. These are really fun episodes for us. And if you liked this episode, please go over to iTunes and leave us an honest rating and review. Give a shout out to Tanya there um so we can continue to bring you guys quality podcasts all right we'll talk to you next week
0: the marketing natives podcast is a production of bit branding